All right, everybody, welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Today is Tuesday, February 18th, 2020. I am your host, Detroit sports writer and longtime Red Wings fan, Nolan Bianchi, here today with my co-host, Ethan Smith. Ethan, how are you feeling today? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. I'm not doing too bad either. That's good. Happy to be alive. Happy that uh, happy that the Red Wings might get a win tonight. I'm playing, feeling it. Playing the Montreal Canadiens. We will uh, we will preview that tilt in, uh, in this episode as well as give you a Grand Rapids update. Catch you up on what's been going on up there. Two big games for them since we've last talked about them on this, uh, on this podcast, so you're going to want to stick around for that. And then uh, also some notes uh, on the Red Wings who have uh, not been getting a lot of scoring lately, but also... Sp- Specifically, not from uh, their top scores. We have uh, came across a story from Ted Coffin of the Detroit News, friend of the program. Uh, he's been on here before. Just an interesting piece by him that I caught today. Just want to talk about that a little bit. And uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll take some left turns, some right turns. I'm sure we'll jump up and down, bury our heads in the sand. That's what we do here at the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter if you haven't done that already, at LO underscore Red Wings. You can find me at Noel Bianchi and then my co host, Ethan Smith. Ethan Smith, and then you just switch the N and the M. There's really no way to say it. I might yeah, have yeah. to change it. You might have to change it. I, I don't want to. E Smith thirty. Yeah. Something like that. That was your that was your name for like a long time on a lot of stuff. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do L O Ethan Smith. Locked on <laughs> podcast host. I'm That's why I do it, man. Yeah. Do it. Yeah, if you want to. I guess I promote myself. Absolutely. Uh, so we will start with that Grand Rapids update. Now, they have won two games in regulation since we've last spoke. Uh, they were in the. They are currently in the middle of a pretty tightly contested playoff race in that Central Division. I believe it's only like 10 points separating third place from eighth place. Uh, beat the Cleveland Monsters at home 4-2 to on Friday. Then Saturday, go to Chicago and beat the Wolves 5-2. to That gave them first place, or sole possession of third place, sorry, uh, in that central division. Big win for them this weekend. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm excited for these AHL playoffs. You excited? Same, same. Get Zadina back. Get him in there for the playoffs. It's going to be fun. I'm act like I'm looking forward to it. I was thinking about going, trying to go to one. We should. We should definitely. We should do a live podcast from uh, from Van Andel Arena. From our seats? Yeah, yeah. During just, the game? Yeah, just a live commentary, like three-and-a-half-hour podcast. Evgeny Sveshnikov, he's getting hot at the right time. Uh, hopefully, the Red Wings are definitely going to pull him up uh, at the end of this year. He's on the last year of his entry-level deal, I believe. Uh, becomes a restricted free agent this season without arbitration rights, so... Make or break time for him, but he's having a he's having a pretty good run. He on Friday extended his career high goal streak to four games. Uh, that came to an end the following night, but uh, he's been impressive as of late. I really hope that the the Red Wings get a good look at him and he's able to produce when he comes up here because I mean he's a former first overall pick. What what do you know what pick he was in the draft? I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, nineteen. Okay, so yeah, uh, he was a guy that the Red Wings obviously had high hopes for. He's had some injury issues over the past couple of years with that ACL. Um, I don't know; it's tough. The, the 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 stats don't always tell the full story. He's had he's had to miss a lot of time, and uh, hasn't necessarily bounced back super well from that injury. You would kind of think that it's going to take time to get back up to game speed, preparing from or yeah, <clears throat> sorry, recovering from a ACL surgery. For sure, and I mean, he was somebody who, uh, in his first year in the AHL, he was almost a point-per-game player. He had 51 points, 20 goals, 31 assists in 74 games. 
And then that next year is when you start to see a decline. He's got seven goals and 16 assists in 57 games through 2017-2018. Obviously misses all of last year with that knee injury. So, I mean, it's it's tough because in his first season in pro hockey, he puts up 51 points in 74 games, and that's like literally everything you could ask for. And then he underwhelms the following season, misses the entire next season due to a, a knee injury, then he comes back this year. He's got 22 points in 41 games. He's trending in the right direction right now, but it's so tough because you have so many different samples of him throughout his career to this point. Yeah, all in all, it's just nice to see him finally starting to get back on track here. Yeah, I just want to see him back up in the NHL. Yeah, definitely. Uh, he's only got four games played uh, with the Red Wings this season, so... They'll definitely be taking some more looks at him as the season goes on. Uh, and then Taro Hirose also extended his assist streak to seven games in the uh, in the win on Saturday or win on Friday, but it was ended in that win over Chicago on Saturday. So, I mean, a lot of lot of good things to take away. The Griffins have picked up points in the last 13 of their last 16 games, so trending in the right direction this time of year. We've talked about how valuable it can be for a team to go on a run in the AHL playoffs. Uh, I think I was looking back today, uh, just kind of going through, seeing who's like gone through that. Tyler Bertuzzi, when the Red Wings w- or when the Griffins went to the Calder Cup in 2016-2017, was named Playoff MVP, and Luke Glendening was on that 2012-2013 uh, Calder Cup champion team, along with a bunch of other guys like Tatar and Nyquist and all that other stuff. But it was interesting to me because you know you look back at that 2016-17 team and. I guess logic would say that that would like directly correlate to success in the future for the Red Wings, but it's interesting because it hasn't. The only player from that team who's made a significant impact on the Red Wings or is like proven to be a building block of this team is really Tyler Bertuzzi. Like you want that to make sense logically. Like we have the best AHL team now, we'll have the best NHL team soon, and quite frankly, things have gone in the opposite direction. But uh I don't know. I think this is the most exciting Grand Rapids team in a while. And maybe that's just a combination of the Red Wings being so poor that we're so anxious to see what we've got down there. Uh, or just the fact that there's so many, I don't know, like most cider is probably the most intriguing prospect they've had in the AHL. And how long would you say, would without you agree? A, without a doubt. I can't think of anybody else who the fans have been clamoring to see more out of the AHL. Maybe like well, Anthony Zadina, Mantha. Zadina was up there. Definitely yeah. Zadina and Mantha were up there. But once they got started playing we realized they weren't where we wanted them to be for them to get called up so the hype on them died you know but with cider i mean he's playing top line minutes he's 18 he's, yeah he's I throwing mean, his body around about, like a grown-ass man yes i'm so excited to see where that kid goes so i mean like you might not necessarily be watching the entire core of the the future red wings but i think that this is definitely a good time for the front office to be able to evaluate their players under under unregular, irregular circumstances. Irregular. Yes, good word. Uh, two English degrees over here. Right, right. You want to see them under, under regular circumstances. You want to see how they perform in the clutch. You want to see who steps up when the lights are shining the brightest. And, uh, yeah, they got that with Tyler Bertuzzi one year. The next year he comes out, he has his breakout campaign with Detroit. A lot of good things can happen from simply making the AHL playoffs. And I'm not saying that that's, you know, directly responsible for the fact that Tyler Bertuzzi had a good season the next year, but it certainly was something where the Red Wings probably looked at it and said, okay, we can trust this guy. Right. Pressure makes diamonds, Nolan.
Ethan, you said on yesterday's podcast that this needs to be more positive. I did. And we started this off with a positive note. We did. And some more positive news. Really? The Red Wings are playing a very, very, very winnable game tonight. You're right. Now, will they automatically get the win? No. Does this this history against a team, you know, having success against them mean anything? No. We saw it against Boston. There were has two it, yeah. Has it worked yeah. out recently? No. It did for a while. You know, you, you thought you had the trend going against Boston. You go into that game on Saturday, think, oh, they might pull it out, but no. no. But hey, today is a new day, and if we can't root for a better tomorrow as Red Wings fans, then what are we doing here, you know? Exactly. So It would be insanity. Yeah, doing the same thing over and over yeah. again and expecting the same results. I believe that's what people say the definition of insanity is. You'd, even, be, you'd be correct. Even though it's not. That's uh, a metaphor. Really? I think so. I haven't looked at a dictionary in a long time, though. Yeah, I don't know. We could probably look it up, but I bet the definition of insanity actually isn't that. The definition of insanity, however, is uh, expecting the Red Wings to get a win. So we won't do that, but we will tell you, we will tell you, the Red Wings have beaten the Canadians three times out of three already this season. Now. Give it to me. They got a 4-2 win on October 10th. Huge. They got a 2-1 win on December 14th. The second win in a row. Wow. So that was a. By the, the way, this is backs. this is going to prove your back to back theory. I know. I because know. They, that was the second win in a row after a 12 game losing streak, and that was the season worst. And then on uh, January 7th, they win 4 3, and that was the first half of another two game win streak. So I think you might be onto something there. And not only does that mean that the Red Wings are going to get a win on Tuesday, but that they're going to get a win on Friday against the Islanders. The as well. odds would tell you that is correct. Yeah. That's why I guarantee to win against Columbus. Now, they did go out there and have nine shots through two four, periods. 40 minutes. So, so you know, sometimes it doesn't work, but sometimes it does. The Wings are scoring at an incredible pace uh, against the Canadians this season. They're averaging 3.3 goals a game. I mean, that's just 3.3 goals a game. That's nuts. That's shocking against Carey Price, too. I know. Jesus. Well, he's, I don't not, know. he's not having the best year. No. Uh, which is, I think, what we can we can relate to that. So I, I'm not going to sympathize with him. I'm gonna I'm gonna laugh at his pain when it benefits me. But the Wings also not only have they they've been scoring at better than what their team pace is against the Canadians this year. They've also had the fourth most goals against the Montreal Canadiens this season. Now Boston has 19, New Jersey has 14, Columbus has 11, and then the Wings and Lightning are tied uh, for fourth with 10. That's just shocking. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. There is only one other team in the league who the Wings are batting 1,000 against. Can you guess who it is? They've only played them once. So Really? Out um, west. Take a guess. Um, 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 uh, Vancouver. The Vegas Golden Knights. Vegas having it down here, too. Yeah. It's not just us. It's not just us. <laughs> There's disappointment else, elsewhere in this league, too, guys. You're not, we're not alone. And that is a good feeling. Now, Ethan, are you watching? Uh, are you watching for any particular reason? What's What's your answer to the question? Why watch tonight? Other than the Other than the fact that the Red Wings are going to get their first win, and you know, however many games, five games. Uh, one, Carey Price, he's a great goalie. You know, yeah. he can make great saves. Favorite goalie, not a big deal. I uh, thought Ryan Miller was your favorite goalie. He was for a period of time, but okay. then Carey so Price. Okay, that's why. You, that's why you have that the, was pre Carey. That's why you have the the Ryan Miller fathead in your room. Had. Ha- have had have had. I took that one. When I was like sixteen. All right, 
I was just asking. I didn't know if it was still up or like not. Like maybe 15. It was cool, guys. It was, it, really he was cool. It was him in his Buffalo Sabres jersey. Oh, man. Yeah, classic. Iconic. Back when, like, when he was in his prime and he had the Reebok pads that nobody else had. And it was like, dude, that's Ryan Miller. East Lansing boy. <laughs> this is true. Michigan this State. This is true. This, I is can't, no, this is no joke. I can't think of a... Maybe, like, in my... I don't even, and I don't even really know how to describe this, but like during that week of the Olympics in 2010, when the Man. when USA ended up losing that gold medal game to Canada on the the golden goal by Crosby, I cannot think of a hotter athlete in the hockey community. Like mm-hmm. he yep. was, he was absolutely everywhere. Like in terms of like media and stuff like that, but yep. also just one of the most incredible runs in any tournament that I've ever seen. And going back to that media thing, too, I saw him on Twitter um, yesterday. Ryan Miller traded a puck in warm-ups for Thin Mints. I saw that, too. That was pretty incredible. That was awesome. The poster said, like, hey, Ryan, I'll give you some Thin Mints for a puck. And then he pointed her out, and they did the exchange, and he was skating away, and he did a little fist bump, too. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. So here is uh, here's Ryan Miller's stats in that uh 2010 Olympics 939 save percentage with just 1.33 goals against so yeah I mean it doesn't really get better than that those are the good old days uh so what this, is what, this fat head too was like six feet wide it was yeah it was huge. like yeah it was that huge. was I, that was one of the only fat heads I've ever seen in person and I remember thinking wow right yeah like that's in your face that's really cool Good times. Eh, I don't think I thought that, but what? I remember thinking it was Young big. You didn't think I remember that was thinking cool. it was big. Bullshit. <laughs> so what else are you watching for in this Canadians game? Um, I'd say Thomas Tatar too. Yeah, I always really liked him. I was sad when he left, but I understood it. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got fifty-three points in sixty-one games. He's having a career year. Good for him. It's nice to see on a team that's struggling too mm-hmm. to stay healthy. It's nice to see him put up career uh, career numbers this year yeah he was uh he was a really fun player too and i think that a lot of times in hockey like that those guys typically you don't you don't see a ton of those guys you don't have a ton of those guys who play with like like i'll never forget that are you like are you not entertained when he when he did i will never forget that that was one of the best red wing celebrations that was maybe the only one that i can name off the top of my head i thought the night uh the Day after his father passed away, and he played a game, and he scored, and he yes. immediately like pointed up. It was like I thought that was that was another one that I'll, I'll probably I'll never forget. Yeah, I was dude. Him and Gustav Nyquist were super entertaining. Remember that? Remember that playoff run and like what was it, twenty fourteen probably, where like he Nyquist came up from the AHL and single handedly led the Red Wings to the playoffs that year. I remember him scoring this goal like against Boston. He just drove wide from his own zone on Chara and beat him wide, and then deked out Rask. I was like, "Oh, this kid is the future." Yeah, and he was for a bit. I mean, for a solid three years. That was, he was in that the was AHL so. Twenty four. I know that was such a fun time though. That that was that was like we talked about a couple weeks ago. Like when you thought that that was a passing of the guard instead of a decline. Right. You're like, we're gonna be here forever. Right. You know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I just remember the Red Wings Twitter account tweeting like the goose is loose every single night. And it was it was a great time. Man. I just miss the community of being like a fan of a winning hockey team. 
There's so I many. Miss, I miss it, just having a sport that you can look forward to, like yeah. anything. Like there's gonna be one team in this city that is gonna be good, and we're all awful. And when that time comes, I mean, everybody's going to I, like. God bless whoever that first team is, because the entire city is going to rally around them. Yep. Hopefully, it's the Red Wings. I yeah, would say. Yeah, I think it would be. be the I don't Lions. know. Though. I think it's gonna be the Lions. I don't, I don't know. Year three of Matt Patricia, you know they were uh, they were just named by Pro Football Focus as the most like, or it was either them or Pro Football Talk as most likely to uh, go from worst to first this year. So stick that in your back pocket. I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> Forward down the field. Uh, yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much it for the for the Canadians game. I agree with you on, on Carey Price and Thomas Tatar. At this point, that's all a lot of it is for me is seeing who's coming in and seeing who the Red Wings uh, are going to be playing. Guys that I don't get to see a lot. I don't necessarily like. It's tough enough for me to keep up with the Red Wings. Uh, a lot of times, the reason I'm not often like tweeting during games and stuff like that is because I usually watch them all recorded later because of work and other things. So. Life's busy. Life's busy, and Life I don't get to busy. I don't get to watch a lot of the other teams. So I'm always I'm always having eye having an eye on that when uh, when I see somebody coming to town, and the Red Wings are going to be at home too, so that'll be nice. We mentioned there you were on a four game road trip, and uh, maybe some home cooking is exactly what they need to get back on track. That's what I like to hear. Give me the positivity. Last thing we got to get to today, uh, like I mentioned at the start of the episode, just some. Just some notes coming out from Ted Coffin at the Detroit News uh, about the Red Wings not getting scoring from their stars. We have kind of harped on how Darren Helm has been the savior of this team, just five goals on that last road trip, and he had three of them. Uh, so from from this piece, we got Larkin has two goals in nine games. Bertuzzi has one in 11. Fabry has none in eight. Anthony Mantha has none since returning from injury four games ago. Woo! That is not a recipe for success. Nope. But there really isn't much recipe at all at this point. So, no. Knowing... But you do want to see your top lines producing, and they're like I would say before this stretch, it was a time where the only they were it was producing, just them. And you just want to see like them come together at the same time. They're either getting, you know, scoring from their role players on like chippy little like that goal from Darren Helm where it's a bad rebound, or they're getting goals from. Only their top line, where Larkin has two. And really, that's what it is, too. It's You can't just have one line that's going to do it. Obviously, everybody... When you have a team like Boston that can roll out four lines and ha- have all four lines threaten to score, it makes it difficult, and that first line can go to work a little bit more and find more chemistry and have, you know... Because it's just... There isn't so much of a dramatic fall-off between the lines. But with the Red Wings, it's like, hey, hey, Dylan Larkin's fast, crafty, Mantha's got a bomb, cover Mantha, and Tyler Bertuzzi's going to be that guy in the zone, or in the in the corners fighting for pucks. And, I mean, all three of them can finish. I mean, make plays. But if you can find a way to shut that one line down, Andreas Anthony-Siu with Franz Nielsen, like, it's, that's, it's, there's, it's not comparable at all. And it's really not comparable with any other team in the league, and that's why you see them with minus 106 goals against. And I think you bring up a good point too, with like the other teams being able to roll roll lines and still get scoring. Patrick Hornquist is a fourth liner for the Pittsburgh Penguins. He had a hat trick on Sunday. Yep. They have the second. So according to the DailyFaceoff.com, they have the second ranked fourth line in the league. So kudos to them. I mean, like you're just going to outmatch the Red Wings when you when you're 
<laughs> I mean, have that type of fourth line. The Red Wings have the 30th ranked fourth line in the league right now with Abdulkader and Imperlini. What's their third line ranking? The Red Wings, it's yeah. last. It's dead What's last. What's their in second the line rating? It's 27th out of 31. Their wow. first line ranking is 27th uh, as well uh, on that top line with Larkin, Mantha, Fabry. When you have a, a portion of your game that's being completely shut down on a regular basis and not able to put together a, a full game, you're just not going to get very many wins. Sometimes it's Larkin, Mantha, or Fabry, or Bertuzzi, or other times Darren Helm. <laughs> this is true. <clears throat> I, can't, I can't believe they also have some, been getting some scoring from Andreas Athanasiu. He does have three goals in eight games uh, in his return. But I do have a quote also in that same piece from Dylan Larkin uh, that Ted put up. It says, I just don't think we have enough sustained offense where we're in the zone and cycling and creating looks offensively. We need to wear teams down in the offensive zone. Isn't that that's a bit of a chirp to – I mean, it could be a couple things. You could even say – I mean, obviously it's got to do with – you know, our roster. It could be a little bit of a, hey, help us, get us some people that can help. Steve, please. Yeah. And it's also a little jab to Blashill's game planning. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, uh, as, it's as a whole, he, he's essentially saying, guys, we just don't have any offense. I don't, I don't know what you want us to do. And I think that's the frustrating part is that, uh, when you watch this team, like they're, they're not getting, they're not, you know when like your team, you know when like the Red Wings are playing on the road, like they're, you know that I'm sure you saw it many many times over this weekend, and you know the Penguins or the Bruins they enter the zone, they set up, they get a shot, oh it goes wide, puck goes to the corner, winger picks it up, kicks it out back, oh that gets that's a big stop, that's a big stop, and they're not scoring, but like you can feel them like inching closer. You never yes. feel the Red Wings inching closer towards a goal. It's either oh they just scored or puck's going out. Yep. So, I don't know. I thought that was an interesting uh, interesting little piece there. I thought we'd bring it up. That is all we got planned for you guys for this Tuesday episode of Locked on Red Wings. As I said at the beginning of the episode, be sure to follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Red Wings. Me on Twitter at Noel Bianchi and Ethan at Ethan Smith. Yeah. There it is. There it is. Uh, We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. are we going to I don't know if we'll recap I don't know if we'll be together to to do a recap of the Canadians game on Tuesday night but if we are we'll knock that out for you and uh yeah we look forward to seeing you guys take it easy